At first glance, the text I chose to preach from tonight might not seem obvious for a Thanksgiving Eve service. To be sure, if you look at the suggested texts for this evening, you will find without fail the story of the 10 lepers who were healed and only one who came back. And then, of course, the lesson ends up being, be like the one who said thanks, amen, go eat pie, right? I don't have anything against that story. In fact, if you look back at my preaching folder in my Google Docs, this shows that this is often the text we use on this night here at Prince of Peace. But sometimes it feels like we're taking a text about one thing and making it about quite another. So instead of that story of the 10 lepers and the one who came back, I chose the story in front of us from Deuteronomy, which outlines rules around harvest. For those of you who might need a little refresher, it's fine, no judgment. Deuteronomy is the fifth and last book of the Torah or the first five books of the Bible. It contains the story of the wanderings in the wilderness after the Israelites escaped from Egypt. It contains the giving of the law that we know as the Ten Commandments. It also contains quite a few chapters outlining laws governing worship and community regulation. How do we behave with each other? We join the story today with the end of this long sermon by Moses to the Israelites with a clear hope of the promised land and instructions for what they do when they arrive. Remember, Moses does not get to join them in the promised land. He has to give them instructions before he dies. This is one of the things he says to them. Once you enter the land that your God has given you as an inheritance and you settle down, you are to take some of the first fruits of what you grow in that land, put them in a basket, and go to the place of God where God has set apart for you to worship him. Now, first fruits, not a term a lot of us are familiar with these days, uh, but it is a gorgeous practice to even spend some time thinking about and that's what I want us to do tonight. I want us to just wonder a little bit about this practice, this ancient practice of first fruits. The Israelites finally arrive in the promised land after wandering for 40 years in the wilderness. Being able to stay and know they don't have to leave again is a promise almost too good to be true. But this is it. This is where they have been promised. This is the place that they have been given so they settle in. How you represent settling in is growing crops. Not just one time, one season crops, but crops that grow roots just as they will. Some that stick around for a while, like olives and grapes. Trees, not just one-time plants. As these crops grow, the Israelites are tasked by Moses to take some of the first fruit, which means the first food that ripens and is ready to eat from any plant they have planted, and to collect them and bring them to God as an offering. Not out of what is left over, but out of what comes first. 
Now, Jewish tradition names the first fruit offerings of the Israelites as native plants of wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. That sounds delicious. These, of course, are not our typical crops here in Minnesota, so maybe that's why the command doesn't actually name the specific crops to give to God as our first fruits. The command of God through Moses wasn't give me wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. It says, take the first fruits of what you grow out of what God has given you and bring it to God in thanksgiving. Well, that we can do. It might not be pomegranates, but we can discern what these first fruits are for each of us with just a few questions to ponder. So think with me through this. What has God given you? What are the things God has grown in your life? The answers for these questions are very different for everyone, and I think that's okay. I think that's actually kind of the point. We are here tonight not just to make sandwiches and eat pie, though that is part of why we're all here. Trust me, I like a pie. But we are here together to offer our own first fruits. The first place we bring thanks is here, to the house of God, to the place God has set apart for us to worship. And then, yes, we will gather around other tables and share the things tomorrow that we're thankful for, but it matters that we come here first. We have built in time and space into this worship service to reflect on the ways God has been present with us and for us, even when it didn't always feel like it. We come here in thanksgiving. We sing songs of thanksgiving, of provision. In thanksgiving for the ways we have been sustained, the ways we have survived. In thanksgiving for the people who have loved us and the people we have loved. We come in thanksgiving for the presence of God leading us, going with us, bringing us to the land of milk and honey so we too may rest a while from our wanderings. We come in thanksgiving. Because this was all new for the Israelites, Moses gave them this big old speech to say as they presented their offering of thanksgiving in the house of God. And I'm not going to make you all say it all, but I do love how this offering prayer ends. God brought us to this place, gave us this land flowing with milk and honey, so here I am. I've brought the first fruits of what I've grown on this ground you gave me, O oh God. I love this. It rings through Isaiah and his here I am, Lord, and reminds us that the first thing we can do is show up. Here I am. Here we are. God brought us here together, and my offering is mine alone, so here I am. It includes both in this little prayer, a full community and an individual action. We are both when we gather here. We are individuals and we are together as a community. Nick's put these words on the screen for you. We're gonna say them together. This isn't the whole prayer, just a little part of it. 
And then we're going to take a few moments to say it again to ourselves, to ponder what first fruits we might bring to the altar with us tonight as we come forward around this table right here. And then we will walk up and receive the first fruits of God's love for us to take with us as we go from this table to the tables in our homes tomorrow. So join me with this. God brought us to this place, gave us this land flowing with milk and honey. So here I am. I've brought the first fruits of what I've grown on this ground you gave me, O oh God. So here I am. I've brought the first fruits of what I've grown on this ground you gave me, O oh God. Moses says then, then place this in the presence of God. Bow in the presence of God and rejoice. Celebrate all the good things that your God has given you. Amen. I want to close tonight with a really beautiful prayer that a professor, uh, sort of one of the great, the great theologians of our time, Dr. Walter Brueggemann, wrote this Thanksgiving prayer for us to end our evening tonight. So pray with me. We are among those who give thanks in every circumstance. We give thanks easily for the obvious blessings of our lives. We give thanks for family and for good friends who bring well-being to us. We give thanks for abundant food, like the bounty of our tables. We give thanks for the warmth and comfort and safety of our homes. But we also give thanks in harder, more ambiguous circumstances. We give thanks for every breath of life, while fragility or old age crowds in on us. We give thanks for an economy in which we flourish, not unmindful of the multitude left behind. We give thanks for the body politic while we track the force of violence, fear, and hate. We give thanks for the beauty of the earth even while we collude in its toxicity. We give thanks for the church while our familiar forms and habits fade away. We give thanks everywhere, all the time. God, receive our thanks. Give it back to us, we ask, as courage, energy, and resolve that we may love more fully the things you love, faithfulness, justice, and mercy. Amen.